know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire Clothes may still be torn and tattered But in my heart I'd be a king Your love is all that ever mattered It's everything Hello, welcome to Hazardous Opinions. I'm Eric, there's Andy. Far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a podcaster. <laughs> and uh, today we're doing Goodfellas. It is a, a biography of a few Goodfellas, uh, crime drama, made in 1990. It's an older one. Yeah. Uh, directed by Martin Scorsese, who's done a lot of very similar work with similar actors um a fame with like a taxi driver shutter island irishman uh other gangster movies of course yeah a lot of uh de niro and uh dicaprio in his movies and this one is no exception we have our main cast starring robert de niro ray liotta and joe pesci is our three wise guys and they uh get into some hijinks Oh one. yeah, the whole the whole movie's about hijinks and criminal activity. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you that haven't watched Goodfellas in a while, Goodfellas is an adaptation, like Eric said, it's a kind of biography of the real life Henry Hill, who became an FBI informant after many years of working in the mafia, and then he turns against his former partners to turn them in in exchange for witness protection. So yeah, this is a, this is a gangster movie and it's probably one of the best, if not the best of its kind up with uh, the Godfather. Yeah. It's definitely one of those movies that you'd, you, you'd say as like a staple for gangster movies. Yeah. There is so many quotes as is like you heard in the intro and stuff. Um, there's, a lot of good stuff that comes out of this movie from quotes to like just the mannerisms of people that you kind of adapt. And this is how you see the mafia because of the media like this. Yeah. All, all three of our main cast there do amazing performances in this movie as well as the rest of our supporting cast. I don't think there's a single person who's kind of a, like a letdown role at all in this. I like, like everyone's role. Yeah. Everybody does it well. And, um, these, these actors are really popular among, uh, mafia media, I guess. Yeah. Cause like we were, we were playing a game of like, how many people can we spot from Sopranos in this movie? <laughs> so, um, and there was a lot you know, we got Frankie, Polly, and all of them. I mean, it makes you think like if they're actually mobsters themselves. And you got Billy pa- Billy Bats and all them. There were like 
Yeah. You and then he and Paulie and Paul and PD. Yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci have like their own uh, movie. Like I'm pretty sure is tied into this movie itself. Uh, it's Casino. Have you okay. ever seen that? I have not. No. Uh, I think it's I mean, it's got to be a prequel or something or unless it takes place in, during the same time. But they end up buying a casino and you know there's a lot of mobster stuff going on in that movie too but yeah it's hmm. uh yeah they, they all seem to be in, in the same space of like gangster stuff yeah uh so what do you give this movie uh I'll give it a nine out of ten yeah it's um good acting it's good uh story i love these biography movies like this and uh blow and those storytelling movies, it's like something I kind of geek out for. It just seems like it's, uh, you know, it tells it, it seems more like broad of a story than like just a chain of events. How a normal movie is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this movie. It's got such distinct acts to it as well. Yeah. Like it feels like you're flipping through chapters in a book in this movie. And uh, this movie is, perfect overall for gangster movies for me and it's probably around an eight eight point seven for me yeah probably the highest rated gangster movie i like I oh say. yeah absolutely when i think of like a gangster movie or italian mobsters like i always reference uh goodfellas you don't say what are you stupid <laughs> you know Yeah, I'm glad you said that there's distinct acts throughout this because uh, there was, uh, like, at the beginning of the movie, it does that same thing. It's like the classic story is like, oh, how do we get up to this point, you know? So (laughs) um, we have that part, and then it goes all the way back to him being a kid, and then, like, that takes up a good like 30 minutes leading up to like where he is now. And then that's where we go where we left off. And then that's where it, um, then it like has like a high point after that, of like how everything is going good. And then it's like things start going downhill for everything. And I really like that. Yeah. This movie is not one of those ones that we discuss of always starting at the end, except this one starts in the middle and then goes back to the beginning and then goes yeah. through it again. Starts right in the middle. Yeah. Not, not at the end. It, it is a little jarring um, with this one. I mean, a lot of movies you could easily cut out the thing and just start at the beginning. You don't need to show what the end looks like. We don't need it. Right. Use... We, we don't need that. <laughs> like the comments that, uh, that uh, Henry Hill, who's played by Ray Liotta uh, was making in their car ride as we get our intro in the, the start of the film. It's like, he knows it's a dead body or supposed a dead body in the trunk though. So why is he saying, what is that back there? Yeah. Like, you know what, what is it is, back bro? there? Is he still alive? <laughs> no like, way he's something? still alive. He's just blow dumbfounded. Tire? Yeah. I guess it could have been one of those things. You never know. Yeah. yeah that's, that's when they decided to stop and go check on him. Found out he's alive. Yeah. 
it is it is funny to see through this movie. I have to remember that uh, that Henry isn't like a hitman or anything like that. Like he's not used to the death and killing. He's used to the the drug dealing, uh, the gambling, like shakedown stuff like that. Well, not even the drug dealing. He only got into the drug dealing because, uh, like, after you know, he went, he, he went to prison and he wasn't yeah. making any money. And uh, but other than that, they're basically just like mostly doing like protection or, uh, you know, like stealing pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jimmy was kind of the, the main hitman in this one played by De Niro, who, even though he's not the main character, kind of like overshadows everyone in this movie. And yeah. Every scene he's in. Yeah. He seems to be like a really well-respected character among everybody involved, wherever he yeah. is. I suppose it makes sense at the time. Uh, De Niro is probably the biggest actor of, of the movie. Yeah. He's got the name recognition and reading into like the actual real life story of Henry Hill as well. Like you've seen that uh, the Jimmy was kind of a, a badass in, in real life too. Yeah. So he kind of had to gent. be. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy the gent. Just sweet, sweet talking his way into stealing millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. This movie goes over a lot of like really big actual real life events to like the Lufthansa heist and stuff like that. And it just feels grounded while also yeah. feeling like very fantastical in like the mob world of everything. Yeah. It seems fantastical because like a lot of the shit that they do that they're just really like desensitized to that. They just do it all the time. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of, dumbfounding in a way because like who goes out and plans a heist and then instead of paying everybody their share just kills everybody involved (laughs) with the heist like that's just insane and then he just like if it's like you can't make that shit up well you can actually make that shit up that's why it seems so made up but it's not yeah i was gonna actually mention that one as part of the fantastical thing of um, also being one of my favorite sequences in this movie is the uh, montage of our wonderful music showing everyone dead. Just <laughs> various murders around the city. Yeah. <laughs> Two get thrown into the garbage truck and one's in the meat locker. And like, what, what did half these people think do? I think um, Jimmy just wanted to cut all ties with everyone. Yeah. After the it's first great. guy he had to kill. He just, he was on a rampage. Yeah. He just said, fuck it. We're killing everybody. And then it was crazy. Like how, um, you know, how they explained how your murderer would be smiling to you in your face. But like Jimmy was just like a really nice guy. He seemed kind of trustworthy, but mm-hmm. you know, even to, um, Karen, Henry's wife, he was just like all like, oh, yeah, buy yourself something nice and gave her some money and told her to walk down the street into a store, which was obviously a setup for a murder, which was fucking wild. Was it, though? I I wonder that when I rewatch these scenes, like the guys in that shop that he was trying to lead her into didn't yeah. look like they were ready to kill anyone. They looked like they were just working. So I, I wonder if she was just reading it wrong or if he was actually trying to kill her. Well, 
by the way, he was standing on the other side of the street, just watching her to make sure she goes in there. And yeah. then the guys, they just, as soon as they saw her, they're like, hey, shh, shh, there she is. You know what I mean? That's oh. anybody who's just working there. Isn't going to be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. It was obvious, it maybe sense. it wasn't a murder, but it was definitely going to be something to get to where Henry is because like nobody knew where he was, and they were obviously worried about him, him uh, ratting them out when she yeah. did, anyways. Which, yeah, I mean, their fears were justified. He did bring down yep. that uh, um, that section of the mob. Yeah. I mean, good thing he knew how to go about it too, because uh, you know you met with Jimmy in a public place and stuff, and you know, right before he was going into jail or prison, and uh, yeah, and he just he said, "Fuck it! If these guys are gonna kill me, I'm just going into witness protection, ran them all out." Yeah, it's like you can't have loyalty to somebody that's gonna kill you. Yeah, you know? it's. It's a it's a weird case like um, Henry grew up in this life pretty much since he was a kid and doesn't seem like the values ever like went into him fully. Maybe it's because he wasn't ever like fully part of them or like couldn't ever be because he wasn't full Italian. Maybe. But yeah, he was like he did not take the uh, don't rat on your friends in the heart, which is something to. uh, that they like repeated through this movie a lot. Yeah. Don't rat on your friends, but they were going to kill him anyways, regardless of what he was going to do or not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They really, they already attempted to kill Karen and you know, like he kind of read Jimmy's like, yeah, this guy's going to kill me regardless (laughs) of what I do. And you know, that's what he was worried about. He kind of went against, um, who's the head guy, uh, Paul, Polly, yeah. yeah, they're all Polly, um, <laughs> Polly or Tommy or Frankie <laughs> um, or Tony. You know, Tony. it's like they don't really get too uh, creative with you know with Italian names, anyways. But uh, yeah. I like the the whole wedding scene where she's introducing or um, Polly's introducing uh, Karen to everyone. It's like this is Polly, this is Tony, this is wife. Uh, was it Marie? Marie, Everyone yeah. Was <laughs> Everyone was named Marie. That's Marine too. Marie. Uh, yeah, he's told him, like, you know, don't mess with the drugs. Because, obviously, the drugs, especially during this time, it was, what, the 70s? So, um, I think that's when uh, Nixon was in uh, in office, right? So, yeah, the war on drugs and everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the movie takes place 50s to 80s, so somewhere in between there's the war on drugs. and Yeah, so the war on drugs kind of took a, like took precedence of over anything else. And yeah. um, as soon as you started messing with drugs, like that's how they get really cracked down on you, and they just didn't yeah. want to deal with that. So it was understandable, but, you know, Henry thought he knew everything, so he just he's like, oh, it's all right. Yeah, and Paulie was a smart guy too. He's a businessman, and like drugs just weren't good business. No, like he had his racketeering business. He took down store owners, um, stole trucks, did heists. That got them by. Why'd you need anything more? Right, um, exactly. Drugs are such a risky business. 
it very risky. Yeah, bring down the whole operation. They were bringing hundreds of thousands of dollars every day uh, just by, uh, you know, shaking down the trucks that are coming through town. And, like, you know, you didn't have to get more ambitious than that. But I guess the fast life kind of gets to you at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and they, uh, of course, with Henry, he blew all of his money and will probably get a lot of it seized by the FBI. Um, Yeah. And made some bad decisions to get into the drug business. And uh, I believe in the real life story, that's kind of what got him targeted as well. Yeah. Uh, is with his association with um, the assassination of Billy Bats and then um, getting into the drug business and stuff. So they probably were going to whack him if he didn't go to the FBI. Yeah. But yeah, I like. Uh, I really like the scene early on in the movie when uh, younger Henry comes out of his first court case and then you have the entire fucking Italian mafia there like celebrating just right in the courtroom. Yeah. The uh, like, oh, you get your first court case. <laughs> you popped your cherry. And yeah. they all like celebrated after that. It's like you you'd think that uh, like they would be more. uh uh, secretive about their whole family and operation thing, especially just being like, you popped your cherry. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, if I was like a they cop in the courtroom, I would have been like, yeah, I don't know, man. They kind of seem like the mafia, but they, they had the cops on like, their payroll. They had the judge on their payroll. Like, they yeah. didn't have to worry about anything. But yeah, and that's that's the thing too. Is like you do stuff like that, but. I'm surprised with how much money is being stolen that the FBI didn't go like investigate earlier. Yeah. I mean, well, the FBI is, uh, I don't know about this particular mob, but it seems like just in general was always, always watching, but just what they can actually get you for is a lot harder when you yeah. uh, kill witnesses and pay people off. And yeah, that's true. There's a lot of organized crime around that time. Yeah, one like makes you wonder why organized crime isn't really a a thing much anymore, at least in America. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe it is, but I still got gangs and stuff. But I suppose maybe not as prominent as like the mafia was, right? Like it, like uh, if they did make money off of, you know, ill-gotten gains, like they probably wouldn't wasn't able to spend it as freely as they were back then because everything's all booked now and you have to report to the IRS and shit like that. And so they get um, Scarface. I can't remember his real name. Capone. Oh, Al Pacino. Pacino. No, Pacino's the actor, right? Yeah. Oh, Al Capone. Al Capone. Yeah. Yeah, He got picked up for um, For tax fraud. Tax fraud. uh, yeah, tax evasion, actually. Yep. Yeah. Scarface wasn't about Al Capone, was it? I don't think it was. I think it was. Really? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Does uh, Ray Liotta wear guyliner? Or are his eyes just naturally like dark? Like his, Maybe he's just got really prominent eyelashes. I feel like every movie I see him in, he's got like this really dark outline around his eyes. Yeah. I was wondering if he wears like eyeliner or something. I think he does have just really 
prominent eyelashes or something. Yeah, I, I know what you mean with the the eyeliner. <laughs> like, it does look like he does have that on. Yeah, he, he just like I think he just has longer eyelashes, like more than most people, like on his lower eyelid. Yep, I think that's it. Is at least I don't think he. Yeah, because that would be a lot of eyeliner in. You know, every role, <laughs> it's like you're wearing <laughs> eyeliner. Uh, yeah, Tony Montana is in Scarface, who's based on real-life Al Capone. Oh, okay. Tony Montana. Yeah, I... <laughs> Ray Liotta always, like, at least in this movie, looks like he's uh, withdrawing from drugs, like, throughout the whole movie before he even gets into drugs. Yeah, it always seems like he's like always sweating and stuff and always tired, strung out or something like that's just <laughs> how he looks, I guess. Yeah, I didn't really notice much of a difference other than his nose, like around his nose was all red and he was all sweaty. Yeah, gets but, a little uh, paler. Yeah, but other than that, I, I think he looked about the same. I love Ray Liotta's laugh. Like, I don't know if he's just hyping it up for this movie, but like just anytime he's laughing, he. He's just like fucking dying. I think uh, I think it's fake laughs, honestly. I think yeah. because uh, Tommy, I think that's like all scripted and shit. Because like, you know, Tommy gets like real offended. Uh, yep. I don't know if they're just like trying to make him think he's funny just so he doesn't kill anybody or what. Because this guy's a loose cannon. Yeah. I think they were, I don't know, they seem like they were like, friends like they had that kind of relationship where they could fuck with each other like that yeah but like the yeah i suppose it was like a huge belly laugh though because he like he'd, <laughs> he'd open his mouth way wide he's like <laughs> uh, swing yeah, his head so. back yeah very memeable um, yeah shots there i like uh i like karen in this movie as well i think she's definitely a standout as not just like a uh, like just a wife sitting back and letting everything happen. She's like very active in the involvement of everything. She's actively yeah. trying to like cover up and help uh, Henry throughout his crimes and obviously cares for him a lot. And mm-hmm. when she goes after his uh, mistress and stuff, threatening her life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just that whole scene makes me feel awkward too when she's just yelling in the lobby of the apartments and <laughs> yeah you get your own man and then what also was like i think was right after that scene is when she was holding a gun up to his face yeah. it's like holy shit man like i get it like you know like but like it, you know like there's a way out of this and it's not it's not murdering him. That's why I like they made that joke um, when they were like trying to get like Henry to calm down after that whole fiasco. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. I mean, she's not gonna leave him though. Like, she'll kill him, but she's not gonna leave him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really like Karen, and I feel bad for her throughout the whole movie. It's so much shit she has to deal with. Trying to take care of the kids the whole time. And yeah, she gets to live a lavish lifestyle with Henry constantly giving her money and drugs. But uh, like he fucking like beats her in that scene pretty much. And 
is he like does. mentally abusing her. Yeah. And physically. Yeah. Like throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Just constantly yeah, running around on her. It, it's one of those things is that I I would never understand, but you know, more cases like that happen with people. I mean, there has to be some thing of you know, she's attached to him somehow, whether it be from the lifestyle or just how he is. Yeah. What I found interesting was uh, when they first met each other, they just didn't didn't like each other at all. They didn't talk to each other or anything, but it took her to like almost run him over and then hop out of the car and start screaming at him for him to be like, hey, yeah, she's actually kind of cute. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, must be the type of woman he's into, I guess. Yeah, he liked that she was aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the fact that, like, like she didn't even like him either until, like, he stood her up. And she's like, no, this is bullshit. I'm going to, like, yell at him. And then they, like, both clicked on the sidewalk there. Yeah, I mean, they just, like, rizzed each other up after, you know, <laughs> her screaming at her and... Or, yeah, her screaming at him and all that stuff. Yep. And then uh, her mom would uh, stay up and, like, chew him out after he got home really late or, like, early in the morning. <laughs> and he just turn around and leave again. <laughs> Will you leave Dad out of this? The man hasn't been able to digest a meal in six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> he's just sitting there the whole time and watching. He's just like he has no idea what's going on. He doesn't care either. Henry just walks right back out, cackling yeah. as he gets back in with Tommy and just leaves. Yeah, oh, yeah, that'd be nuts. The whole time, uh, Karen's just yelling at her mom, like, "Look what you did, mom! Just driving <laughs> Look what away. you've done." Yeah, <laughs> uh, the whole thing was was unnecessary. I mean, she knew what she was getting into. Yeah, maybe she didn't know exactly what she was getting into then, but I um, mean, after the dinner date, like she should have known, like with all his connections and everything, and people kept yeah. giving him shit. Yeah, she, feel like she should have known, but I feel like that was one of those things. Like she kept saying, it just kept making him more attractive. Yep, I work in construction. Yeah, <laughs> that's construction. why everyone knows me. Yeah, it's just like one of those bullshit uh, occupations that you give the people whenever they ask what you do when you're in the mafia. I remember <laughs> in Sopranos uh, when his therapist asked him what he does and he's like, I'm a waste management consultant. <laughs> it's like, okay, what is it? I, I don't even think that exists, first of all. Um, yeah. But yeah. I love with like Karen though, like, she doesn't stand for it, though. She feels his hands and she calls him out on that bullshit. She's like, yeah. construction, huh? These are the softest hands. <laughs> These are the softest <laughs> hands. Working construction. He's like, uh, I like uh, manage crews or something like that. I can't yeah. remember what this excuse was. I'm a foreman. Yeah. <laughs> Don't actually get my hands dirty. One, one thing I forgot about this movie until I watched it this last time is how much of a banger the entire soundtrack is in this movie they must have put quite a bit of money into it because there's like 50s and 60s hits galore throughout it that like you don't even notice they just blend so well like just 30 seconds of a song and then you're into another clip uh 
especially yeah, like a lot of uh, them like fallout music too like ain't that a kick in the head by uh yeah. dean martin's they're playing at the one point yeah yeah i really enjoy those they're classics a lot of them are just like montage music and i just yeah like i always like have to point out like what's a good montage song because i'm like oh this would be good montage music i don't know Maybe it's just what i'm into but yeah it's really cool yeah the um the one they use in the trailer for this one is like the perfect montage music it's like the very happy gentle song i can't remember what it is if that one is a uh, like Layla or something like that. But yeah, this, this movie just has a great soundtrack. Oh yeah. I feel like I knew most of the songs and just always paying attention to them throughout this, this recent wash through. Yeah. A lot of good songs. Uh, I think my favorite one, um, was that one when they went on the dinner date and (laughs) it was like packed full and, uh, like, they went through the, like the kitchen, like through the back or whatever. And then he's like, they were like, oh, nice to, you know, nice of you to join us. And then he goes and grabs the table <laughs> and put it right up front. And he's like, I was just waiting on a table. It's like, oh, you'll get your table. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they make room right up front for him. Yeah. And he keeps getting like free champagne bottles every time he goes there. Oh, yep. Yeah. Love it. Ray Liotta has got so many fucking quotable lines in this movie too. Um, they're just really memorable lines. There's the one part where they're trying to lay low after the uh, the heist, and he's at home with Karen. She's like, "Well, I want to go shopping today a little bit. Can I have some money?" And he uh, gives her a little billfold, and uh, he starts to leave for work and stuff, and she starts to give him a blowjob. He's oh like, yeah, oh, Karen. I really got to go, and then she starts it. He's like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> <laughs> Can't say no to that. <laughs> I like when uh, she asks him for some money, and then uh, and then he's like, "How much?" And then she just like holds up like you know, like, like a little bit, like a stack, like probably <laughs> like three stacks. You could probably fit in whatever she. Uh, <laughs> Whatever she gestured there, like that's just a lot of money to go shopping. That's insane. Just like twenty grand, please. Yeah, but he has like cash up the ass. Like he, he like he lifts his shirt and he has like probably five grand just sitting like in his belt. Yeah. That's, that's just nuts. And that's in uh like nineteen sixties money or whenever that heist was. Yeah. So, so that's like hundreds of thousands possibly today. Yeah, just imagine just walking around with millions of dollars just on you. Yeah. I I love how, like, uh, Henry's just a fucking free spirit, this whole movie. Like, I I was saying earlier that he didn't really um, get drilled into his head, like, the full principles of the mafia, like, not riding on your friends. Uh, Now I'm thinking about, like, I don't think he really got any of the principles. He was just as much of a goober as the rest of his team that was also like spending the money lavishly after the heist <laughs> went fucking yeah uh, who was stopping him at the door was it uh was jimmy he's like take that fucking coat off and he's like go return oh, yeah. that car and <laughs> <laughs> it was so awkward and like it was such a long interaction because it was so awkward because he's like what are you stupid what what are you what are you stupid and then sorry, he's like Tommy. looking at him he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry, I'm sorry tommy what are, what are you stupid i'm sorry 
I'm sorry. <laughs> just, it was so awkward because there was just he was yelling it's at him and he was just like, I don't know what to say name. right now. I'm sorry. He bought a he bought a pink car after the heist. A brand new uh was a Mercedes. Like that's he just some insane. It was two days after the heist that he couldn't help himself. Like <laughs> Oh and, man, and he's he's just so done with it after the the next couple walks, and he's like, "Oh yeah, okay." And you got a twenty thousand dollar mink coat. Give me that fucking yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nuts, dude. I couldn't believe it. Like, how do you rob a bank and not think like, "Yeah, we just robbed so, we just took so much money right now. Like, we ought to lay low for a minute." No, let's go shopping. Fuck it. <laughs> When I when I even slept after that heist, let's just go shopping. Yep, and I mean, uh, like uh, Henry gets home and starts giving money to uh, uh, to Karen, and he starts blowing his wad as well. He doesn't yeah, listen at all. No, no, but they've always had a lot of money too. So I don't know if like that's like a normal thing for him. Anyways, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that he's seeing all these people getting uh, reprimanded for spending all the money, and then he just goes and blows a bunch, yeah. too. Yep. Well, he didn't, at least he didn't go buy, like, a a brand new car or anything, or, you know, a mink coat or anything like that, because he still kind of drives around like a normal-ass car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what he did. He, uh, I think he gave Karen a bunch of money or something, and yeah, or like brought her a gold bar or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> I bought her a gold it. bar for Christmas. Like, what the fuck? What, what is she gonna do with that? She's gonna go sell it, like, or just <laughs> put it on the <laughs> mantle? Like, I don't know. It could have been a wrapping box too. I, I can't remember, but it looked like a oh, gold it was. Bar. Yeah, it was. A, it was a wrapping box. I remember that now because I. I'm like, is that a gold bar? And then I looked at it closely, and then I saw the wrapping on the sides of it, and it, it was probably yeah. like a necklace or something, diamond necklace. Oh, yeah, this what the scene was. It was Christmas. He's like, I got the most expensive tree there was. It's like the very yeah. next scene. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even like a big tree or anything, and it was fake. Yeah. So I don't know like how much he spent on that. The $60 tree was the most expensive one they had. The entire living room was just full of presents, though, so yeah. he's not hiding his wealth much either. No. <laughs> I really enjoy the scene... Like the dialogue is really good between a lot of the, the gangsters. Like when Billy Bats and Pesci are going at it at the bar, and Bats doesn't want to give it up. And I I don't know if there was mention of it or something at that time, or if we just find out later that the Bats was a made man, so he's technically a lot higher in the chain. A few, uh, I knew Henry knew that because all he was trying to do was defuse the situation. Escalate it. Yeah. Yeah. And just the whole time. He just, he keeps fucking, uh, poking at the bear. He's like, yeah, go fucking like shoe shine or something. Go get your fucking shoe shine box. And it's like, <laughs> come on, man. All that shit was not necessary. We just cooled off. We're cool. And then you had to do that. Like, yep. I don't know what you expected, but like, he just, he just wanted to flaunt his power, I guess. I love that Jimmy's just ready to kill at like any moment. Like <laughs> yeah. as soon as Tommy comes walking back in the door, he grabs bats and he's like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Like he knows what's up. 
he knows what's up. It's like nobody disrespects the little. He has like short man syndrome. I bet. Like yeah. He just he has to kill everybody that makes him look like a fool. He does. Tommy is just a fucking psycho. Like probably more than Jimmy is. Jimmy's just like he's cool headed and kills a lot of people. But Tommy's just fucking shooting guys. Oh, absolutely. He shot that uh, uh, spider later. Yeah, it kills Spider just for no good reason at all. All he told him to do is shut the fuck up, which all he had to do was that. You know what I mean? Like, drop it. You know what I mean? But he just had to keep going. And (laughs) it's I don't know if he was just all he was drunk and shit. So he had to couldn't help himself. But Jimmy was like hyping him up. He's like, oh, you're you're busting my balls. I couldn't tell if you were serious. Like, I thought you wanted me to kill him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he shoots him and then Jimmy like was just so disappointed him. It's like you fucking stupid. You're just <laughs> what are you fuck you what are you stupid? He just says that all the time. <laughs> you fucking crazy? I was joking with you, man. Yeah, I was joking. <laughs> he looks at him and they're just like he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, what are you fucking stupid? You just killed him. <laughs> you gotta dig the fucking hole. I ain't digging no fucking hole this time. Yeah. It's like I don't give a fuck, I'll do it. <laughs> and man, yeah, he's, he's the first crazy. fucking hole I've dug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This uh, this movie is like very fifties to sixties, and like one of my favorite like aesthetics. Like in uh, was it like Pulp Fiction? It's also around that time. Um, just one of my Not, favorite time time periods. Yeah, yeah. Pulp, Pulp Fiction like, was in the nineties, though. Nineties. Okay. Well, I, I remember the scene like they went to the milkshake diner, like stuff like that. Like very. Uh, oh yeah. That was like one of those themed ones. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just the theme of that restaurant. But other than that, it was very uh, 90s-esque. Yep. Like the the music, the the cars, just the style. Like everyone's dressed so nice. Um, Just love that. Of course, maybe not the racism and homophobia. That's very, of course, prevalent in this movie as well. But yeah, I mean, that's a that's. I mean, they had to play the part. I mean, that was that was common in the Italian mafia. The, the Italians are very racist, so I've heard. I don't know if they are now better now than they were before, but you know, I've seen some stuff online that kind of confirms that they're they're still pretty racist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially like in the the mob, you seen like they only accept full blooded. Yeah, so they're very exactly. like, xenophobic. Yeah. So anything other than. Um, Italians, uh, they're not too fond of. Oh, so they they fucking got Samuel Jackson in this movie for like two scenes. What? <laughs> uh, he's uh, I can't remember his name. He's the guy that gets fucking killed because he was he was on drugs and he was meant to go like hide the the car or something. Uh, after the Lufthansa heist. Yeah, he's oh. really skinny. Like I almost didn't recognize him in this movie. I absolutely did not recognize him. That was that was Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, the one that gets uh, shot. Oh, and his he blood was just sprays all over the bed. Yeah, stacks. That's crazy. I did not recognize that guy. I was, I was looking at his face. I'm like, his body does not look like Jackson, but no. his face kind of does. Yeah, yeah. I guess his face does, but like, I yeah, he's a lot more built now. But I didn't think he. They must have. Uh, Cause I know uh, Samuel Jackson has like a full head of hair. So, well, not anymore. He's bald now, but, (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe he was balling at one point. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they had him slim down this for this role to make him maybe. look like a, a druggie. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, God, I know I know he wasn't like as huge in the nineties, but like they got Sam Jackson in this movie for like two scenes. He was dead. Yeah, you, you really don't uh recognize him with just the mustache, I guess. It's weird going back to older movies and then you see someone that you know becomes a huge name later. Like a yeah. household name. It's like, oh, they were a like an extra or they were just a side character back yeah. back in the day. Literally he was only in it for two scenes. <laughs> it was stacks. I didn't know that was him. That's crazy. One of my other favorite scenes in this is probably all like the assassination scenes, of course, are great. Uh like Tommy near the end when he realizes he's actually being made. He's just like, I can't remember what exactly what he says, but just like shit. Like as soon as he walks in the room, he knows. Yeah, he was like, ah, shit. And then he just gets taken out because he knew exactly (laughs) what was about to happen. You get walked into an empty room anyway with, you know, people walking in behind you. Yeah, you know what's about to happen. Because I remember you and me watched The Irishman, and that's how they set it up. Every time they want to kill somebody, (laughs) they just lead them into an empty room, and they walk in behind them and just shoot them. Yep. I mean, and, that's fine. There's no struggle. No, they don't see it coming. I mean, I guess it's a, it's a way to do it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good twist because, like, you know, Tommy fucked up because he killed a made man, and mm-hmm. they're not just going to forgive that. But, like, they don't ever really show you find of the mob finding out that he did that. It's just right. you find out after he gets killed. You're like, oh, yeah shit they know and then you have jimmy like actually breaking up over the phone uh, after yeah, he finds out it was so shocking because you know he was about to get made it's like they fucking whacked him henry they fucking whacked him yeah yeah they're they've been together for years even before henry got involved so yeah he's probably yeah. his best friend and that would be tough but yeah i mean that's that's how they do it like uh even um even Henry, like towards the end, is like when he got picked up, you know, the cops surrounded him and stuff. He's like, "Oh yeah, then I knew it was cops." Because if it was a wise guy, I wouldn't even hear any hear a thing. So that's yeah. just how they like to do it. They like take you out before you even have a chance to realize you're about to get taken out. Yep, you're just you're done. Yep. Time's up. It makes yeah, me so. think of like all the villains and like Baban movies and stuff where they're like um, <laughs> monologuing, <laughs> they're monologuing, telling them their whole plan, like classic villain shit. But these guys are just like, yeah, we're just going to, you know, talk sweet to him, get him in this empty room and blast him in the head. Yeah, they don't need to spend time telling you that you fucked up. They're just going to kill you and move on. Exactly. Yeah, I. That's also probably why uh, Henry. As soon as he starts to realize that his ticket's up, he's like, nope, I'm dipping. Yep. And he when, jumps into the witness protection. He, yeah. The whole court scene uh, is really tense as well. Like with both Polly and uh, Tommy, just or uh, Jimmy, just fucking staring him down the whole yeah. time. He's like, can't believe you've done this. <laughs> like they're just staring daggers. You almost wonder if they're going to pull a gun right there in the courtroom. Right. Yeah, but I suppose they'd, uh, I mean, yeah, they fucked up, but he's getting away and 
uh, you know, there's nothing they can do about it now. Well, they probably would have if he stuck around, but he wouldn't have witnessed protection. Yep. I, um, I wonder if they ever, like, attempted to kill him in real life. I didn't, like, read his book or anything to see, but I looked a little bit into the background, and he got kicked out of the witness protection program, I think, around the same time that him and Karen divorced. Oh. Um, so I think he lived the last, like, 20-ish years of his life, like, just as a normal guy in California. So I wonder if, I mean, it's probably too late at you that know, point to whack him I, because uh, I think Polly died in prison. Yeah. Um, which is, he had a line earlier in the movie, like, I don't want to fucking die as a 70-year-old in prison, which is kind of exactly yeah, what happened to him. That's exactly what happened to him, and it was Henry's fault, and, you know, that that kind of sucks on his end because, like, there is no, I mean, he tried to control him, but really, there's nothing really you could have done about it. I mean, Henry's yep. going to do his thing. Um, but yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they were together for 25 years before they got divorced, too. Yeah, it was a long time they were together. Yeah, I suppose him being out of the fast life probably uh, helped out with, uh, you know, his relations with his wife. So, yeah, and then 25 years, they ended up divorcing so i guess that i mean it, it makes sense i guess yeah I mean, they weren't really good to each other that much yeah. anyways yeah and not only did he like get out of the witness protection program he made himself a star in the public light like he was on talk shows he published this book of course about his life like he wasn't yeah. quiet about his experiences but, yeah, that's that's kind of crazy, though. You know, like, uh, you're going to tell your story like that. I mean, what do you have left to lose anyways, you know? Yeah, other than your life, I guess. Yeah, other than <laughs> your life. But if that was all you known your whole life, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you just still, like, I would, I would wonder if, like, after you're out of the program, if he's just living his life, like, wondering... Hell, like yeah, someday they're gonna like come a, get me. Maybe he was under a different name or something. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't care too much. I mean, if if Polly died and everything, like his whole family, there, the mafia family, they're kind of probably disbanded. Yeah, There's not much organization going on there. You, know, I mean, people hold grudges. You never know. They do. I don't remember. Um, uh, What's his name? Jimmy the Gent. Uh, when he died, I think he lived a little bit longer. Well, he died in 96. So I suppose he also probably died before Henry started getting big in the public eye. Yeah. Maybe he felt safe now that everyone was pretty much gone. Yeah. I mean, then at that point, I mean, maybe they didn't care either. Who knows? Yeah. Just a bunch of good fellas. Yeah. Wise guys. Yeah, very good uh very good gangster movie. Very good. It's uh it's like almost three hours long. I think it's like two and a two and a half. Two and a yeah. half hours, yeah. Doesn't feel like it though, because the chapter thing. It's... Yeah, it it all like blended together well. Didn't seem like it was too long or too short, so I feel like it was like the perfect uh 
perfect length to tell the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. For yeah, one of the movies uh, I'd like to recommend other viewers to watch would, of course, be The Irishman. Yeah. For this one is, I think, does that one also have De Niro in it? That one had... Yeah. Uh, He's the main character. Remember? Yeah. And that one has El Pacino, which is funny because Pacino, I think, turned down a role in this movie. Oh. And then that's got Joe Pesci in it as well. <laughs> oh, of course it does. Yeah, so, I remember that. You got two of the three big people from this movie in that. That's good. And yeah. that one's another uh, like real-life semi-accurate story. Yeah, uh, really, if you want a good movie that's related to this, just go watch like anything else Scorsese directs. Like uh, The Irishman, of course, is probably the closest related to this movie. It's kind of also like a life story. Uh, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street is kind of gangster, but more like <laughs> white collar gangster. White collar gangster. That's perfect. <laughs> he did uh, The Departed as well. So like, there's just a whole lot of good gangster movies in, in Scorsese's repertoire. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you been uh, watching anything else lately? Um. I watched uh, Flash recently. That was good. Oh, yeah, the the new movie? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. That I thought I heard a lot of bad reviews going into that, but I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. I don't I don't know I I I guess I haven't seen any reviews on it, but like I don't know why somebody wouldn't like it cuz it it seemed like it was um it was really fun. Um, had a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of interesting actors playing uh, Batman and Superman and stuff. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, yeah, I just, I just thought it was really creative. Yeah, having Michael Keaton there was definitely a change for Batman. That was very nice. Yeah, like a, yeah, like a grizzled cool. old Batman. <laughs> yeah, and um. I have heard that the the they said the CGI was really bad. It was like bad as in like the the Scorpion King bad, but I didn't think it was that bad. The the baby scene was a yeah. little eh, but I mean the most most of it's okay. I don't think it's any worse than most superhero movies, I would say. They're it's all not terrible. I mean, it's like if you obviously the whole thing with CGI is if you notice that it's CGI, you're automatically going to think it's bad because I don't know, but like with, uh, with it's, but why, how could you believe that it's real? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, why are you going to have an actual baby floating in the air with a uh, flash running around to save them? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like nobody's going to let you dangle their baby like that. I don't know. That's just my thing. Yeah, I mean, for this one, the CGI being noticeable kind of lended itself to being less realistic, but more like comic booky to me. Yeah, like, yeah, like it just felt very comic booky because of that. It didn't feel like, oh, no, this is a grungy Thor Dark World uh, type of superhero movie. It's just very kapow and, you know, fighting the bad guys and. Yeah, 
there's a lot of references to different comic book series on it too. So, I mean, it's based off of comics. It's going to be a comic book movie. I mean, yep. it's just, can't really get too serious about it. I mean, maybe if they got more creative instead of just using CGI all the time, um, it might've been a lot. It might've been more worth it. Cause I mean, Batman's Cape, I mean, come on. You you really couldn't <laughs> try it. You couldn't figure anything else out with that. It was like CGI it, CGI it with everything. Yep. I liked uh I like that they brought uh Michael Shannon back as Zod as well and I yep. thought he was pretty good. I didn't mind them reusing a, a bad guy in this sense. Yeah. No, I it was really good. Yeah. Um I also have a superhero movie recommendation i watched uh, blue beetle recently in the last few weeks when that came out um it's the newer this one's a dc film yeah i've heard about that how's that uh it was it was good i definitely not my top one and definitely enjoy it less than like flash yeah but it was good it was a nice self-contained story the unique parts of it like the very uh hispanic family culture things of the movie was probably the like standout parts of it that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Everything else was very play by the book superhero movie. So yeah, don't expect anything standout, but it was, it was a good movie. It was a origin story, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, you've seen them all before, so can't expect too much out of them. Yeah, I I just wish it was a little more unique in some of the other uh, segments. Like yeah. the family motivations, of course, were different in this, but like the villain, some of the just different power stuff was like very like you could predict it almost down to the word where people yeah. would say sometimes or do. Like, oh, this yeah. guy's going to do some. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to do superhero landing. Hold on, superhero landing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice. yeah we're uh hard on the knees though <laughs> we're covering a horror movie next time for october because it's spooky month yeah so our first one is my pick and we're doing arguably one of the best horror movies of all time and my favorite the thing yeah uh, ni- 1982 of course it's not the uh yeah, 2011 the- prequel yeah, we don't we don't talk about those, but yeah, that that's that's a good one. I'm excited to talk about that one. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that one coming up. And I think that is that our first. No, we've done horror before because we did we like have. a Mouth of Madness, I guess technically. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's scary it's horror, but it is horror. horror. Yeah, yeah. And this one, uh, thing is also I guess thriller, thriller mystery. So yeah. Yeah, looking forward to talking about that one. Good stuff. Yeah. So if you guys have any recommendations for Spooky Month or just movies that we should cover in general, uh, you can always reach out to us at hazardousopinionspod at gmail.com or hazardousopinionspod on Instagram. And then we also have a Discord chat, which you can click the little link in the description and shoot us a message. Yeah, man, we're... We're active on Popcorn Club. We are talking about movies, games, or whatever you want to talk about. 
talk, talk about your day. Yeah. Tell us about how you felt after watching Goodfellas. Yes. Tell us how you felt. But yeah, uh, that that was Goodfellas. And uh, we will see. I'm not going to make a pun this time. <laughs> Better not. <laughs> we will see you guys next time in the spooky book. See you guys. We'll be beyond the sea and never again. I'll go sail